Amen. Just pray with me real quick. Just in your own voice. I'll, I'll, I'll say words. But just Let's just put a little bow on this. Amen. God, we thank you for your grace this morning, God. We just meditate, we worship, we adore, God, that word grace. God, we need it this morning. And I thank you for the grace you have given to my life. God, that forgiveness and salvation, God. And I just thank you over and over and over again this morning, God. I worship you. I thank you. God, we pray for your presence just to be even stronger in this place, God, throughout the rest of the service. And thank you for the worship team and, God, the ability we have to come before you. And I pray for Pastor John um, and the rest of our teachers and everyone throughout this, this morning, God, that the message of Jesus will be proclaimed in this place, God, even in this moment and at the end when we do baptisms. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You guys can be seated. Seated and clapping at the same time is hard. That's impressive you guys did that. If there, there are plenty of front row seats up here, it's like me, Kate, and John all by ourselves up in the front. So feel free to be at the front of the class. Who'd like to be at the front of the class in school? Nobody. Nice. And that's why there's nobody up here. All right. I find it when I, when I got later, at the beginning of college, when I went, I was in the back, I realized like being in the back was probably a bad idea. Because, you know, if anyone was in college and you took notes and all of a sudden you realize after you had this long trail of notes falling off because you're falling asleep, you get in the front of the, front of the class, you know, that's usually not going to happen. Um, but man, what an exciting day. So um, if you do have a room, it looks like everyone's finding a seat. So man, thanks for coming out and making this a celebration today, amen? It's a good day. It's an exciting day. Uh, my name is Paul. I'm part of the leadership team here uh, at, at Hill City Church. And today we do get to celebrate our first baptism as Hill City. Um, so, and uh, we have a, a throng of people. It's not quite a throng, but it's 20 some people. So we're really, really excited about that. Um, and uh, you know, I was just, uh, you guys can come forward. We're gonna continue. Just a, a, few, a few announcements and we'll do the offering. Um, uh, we have a few things coming up uh, next week. Well, today we obviously have uh, baptisms. Uh, next week we're doing baby dedication. So if you have a little baby, um, that's not baptism, that's not salvation, it's purely dedicated, mere, not merely, but it's dedicating your baby and we pray over you and your family. And John does a great job, Pastor John does a great job of, of challenging us uh, to be good parents, amen. Good uncles, good aunts, good grandparents to help raise our little ones. Um, so that's next week. Uh, if you go to myhillcity.org, myhillcity.org, I'll say it one more time. MyHillCity.org. Did you hear him? It was really quiet. MyHillCity.org. You got to kiss the mic. See this? You got to kiss the mic. All right. Don't kiss it after me, though. That's a bad idea. MyHillCity.org and events. Uh, you'll see there, there's, a, there's baby dedications. You can, you can sign up. Uh, if you would like to have your, uh, your child, you can sign up, or you can talk to us afterwards as well. And there's also um, our, our Hill City at, at the park. Hill City at the park. Uh, we take a bunch of us, and we uh, next week at Sunday night, 5 o'clock, uh, at Northern Lights Ball Field right up here. We're going to meet and have fun and just do the, uh, do the potluck thing. Amen? So we are family here. We say that. We are family, and uh, we truly believe that. We, it's not something we say or something we put on a website or on our, on our collateral, but it's something that we live out. Amen? Um, so I'm going to pray, and we're going to continue in our giving this morning. I'm going to give it over um, to Pastor John so he can uh, give us a, an awesome word this morning. And uh, who likes the Olympics? I didn't think I did, <laughs> and every, well, I, I think I, I know I did, but it's like I was so exhausted from every single night, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed at like 9 o'clock, and then you start watching the prime time, you know, and it's like, all 
right, it's 11 o'clock and I'm watching women's gymnastics. Why am I watching Simone Biles? But, but you just get sucked in, right? And I was watching some of these athletes. I was talking to John last night. You never see on like the swimming, like a Phelps or a uh, Ledecky, right? These names you would never hear of, right? Would you ever hear of these names? Unless you're a big swimmer and you like, I've been following them for five years. Um, well, you know Phelps, but they're amazing. But the thing about it is they don't come out of the pool and go in and kind of like, well, I kind of swam, you know, real easy and tried, right? At the end of the race, they are absolutely exhausted, right? I mean, they're sweating, they're wet, and you think that's, but it's probably a lot of sweat because they're pushing themselves so hard, right? Saw some marathon runners, they got to the end, they just literally collapsed because they've given everything. And I want us to live that way. That's all I can say. And we're all in different stages of life, and we're all in different seasons, amen? But man, God called us. And John was telling me last night that, that, that risk could be our friend. And how many times risk is our enemy, right? We're like, avoid risk. Avoid really pushing yourself. Avoid really exerting yourself. But I want to be like those Olympic athletes that they train. I mean, if you break it down, John, they've trained for four years for a, like a 60-second race. Can you imagine that? Training four years to go do something for one minute? But it's all about that because they care about that goal, right? They care about that gold medal. That's the only thing they're thinking about. They're not thinking, man, I just hope I go to Rio and swim really hard. That would be fun. You know, I'm going to train four years, give up my life. A lot of these kids are college students. They, like, have full-ride scholarships to Stanford and other schools. And they're like, I'm just going to stop everything and do that and swim every single day. I couldn't imagine that. But they're doing it all for that one goal. And I don't know what that is in your life, and I'm not trying to do an altar call here, John, so I'm sorry. But there is something in your life that's a gold medal. There's something that God's called you to to whatever that may be. And that gold medal, don't let that fall from you and just say, man, I'm gonna, I don't really care if I get a medal, you know? You guys know what that is and it's in everybody's life and that's part of what we wanna do here is help you find purpose at Hill City. That there is a reason for every single one of you here that's this morning, this church doesn't exist without you, amen? And we want gold medal, we want people to choose, chase after that goal and it's about the process and going after that thing and not just giving up and saying, you know what? I'll just try my best, you know? But, and that's good. Amen? I tell my kid that's good to try, but I want them to win. I'm a competitive person, so. But if you didn't know that, um, don't play volleyball with me at the park because I might get a little upset. Just kidding. But, man, I'm just going to pray for us, and I just wanted to put that in your heart. I know it's Olympic time, and, but we're going to shift now to baptisms, and I'm looking forward even more than that. But, man, I just pray right now. I'm just going to go into it. God, I thank you for this morning and this church and the, the, just the opportunity that we have to serve you, God. You didn't have to choose us. You chose us and allowed us to be your sons and daughters and worship you and serve an awesome God. And I pray for purpose even in this moment right now, God, just those gold medal moments, those gold medal goals, whatever it may be for every single person in this room, you designed us, you created us, you ordained us, you have destiny for us this morning, God. And I pray that we would begin to identify that goal and not just identify, God, but put in place, God, our own rigor, our own discipline, God, to chase after that thing, God. May us be exhausted sometimes. May we just give everything we have to pursue that thing, God, and let risk, God, be our friend, God, that we would take that on and do what you have called us to be. Do what you've called us to be, God. We love you. We thank you, God. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Give Paul a hand. Oh, we have an awesome crowd here today. 
If you have your Bibles, please turn to Romans chapter 6. We celebrate the Word of God because it represents and it, it displays Jesus. And we believe Jesus changes everything. It changes, He changes lives. In Romans chapter 6, we're going into baptism. And what better than to tell you what baptism is, what baptism isn't. And uh, more than anything, I want to show you through baptism, Jesus. That's the, every, every time we meet together, I want to show you a little deeper understanding of Jesus because it's, it's, it's Jesus who changes everything. It, it, it's Him. It's Him. It's Him in our lives. It's Him through our lives. Uh, so uh, welcome to Hill City Church. Uh, if you are a guest here, I want to welcome you. My name is John, and I hope you were greeted with a big smile and got some pastries. If you got here early, usually the kids ransack all the pastries. Uh, if you don't get here on time, they're just good at it. And we try to push them away, but it, it, you can't. They're that good, right? They're ninjas. Uh, but um, if you got pastries, we hope they were low-calorie pastries. And, uh, and that you enjoyed worshiping with us. And, and we love just lifting the name of Jesus in this place. Um, that's our desire. Today is a day of celebration. And it's our first baptism as Hill City Church. I know. It's good. This is exciting. This is exciting. These are people who've been moved by Jesus, healed by Jesus, restored by Jesus, and they're taking a step of faith in baptism. And I'm going to read to you from Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. It says, or, and, and it, it won't be up there. It says, or don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, a new life. And I want to tell you uh, what baptism is, and, and I'm going I'm to explain it and break it down for you. And I want to give you the significance today so that when, you, that when we are baptizing, you can see and understand in depth what's going on. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to do. We, I'm going to pray and we're going to run right into this. Heavenly Father, speak to us about baptism because baptism is about Jesus. And Jesus, you are the one we honor. You are God with us. And I pray, Lord, change our lives today with your word. With your word, God. With your word. I pray. Let us have that same desire that you had as a child when you said, didn't you know I had to be at my father's house? It was just the desire to be with you. I pray that be our desire today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jim. Baptism, what is it? What is baptism? And it, it, it's baptism number one right away. Baptism is obedience. Say obedience. Obedience. Sometimes that's hard. We like everything around obedience, but we don't like obedience because obedience means a submission of our rights. It means that, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you more than I'm going to listen to you more than I listen to myself. And uh, in Acts chapter 22, verse 16, it says, and now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, wash your sins away, calling on the name of Jesus. Baptism is a physical, it's a, it's a visual and physical action of spiritual significance of remembering who Jesus is and imitating what he did. Jesus was baptized. Did you know that? Jesus himself was baptized. And I, I, I think about that because in Mark 1, verse 9 to 12, it says, at the time Jesus came to Nazareth in Galilee, 
and was baptized by John in the Jordan. So Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. And I, I, tell, I tell people who get baptized, being baptized, back in those days, they got baptized at like downtown Denver. Right? It wasn't like inside of a church. That's why I tell you, bring all your friends, bring everyone you know, so everyone can see you be baptized, because it's, it's, it's a proclamation of what's going on in your life. And so back in those days, being baptized in the Jordan River is like b- being baptized in front of everyone in downtown Denver, saying, look at me, my life, is, it belongs to Christ. And I, I want to show you I'm doing this so that you can call me out on it if I'm not living up to the expectation of what Christ, Christ's obedience calls me to. And so it's telling your friends and family. For some, most of the people that were baptized in the New Testament, it was a call to, uh, to separate themselves, to say even, because most of them, they were condemned when they were baptized. They were cut off from their family. They're like, all right, you're going to follow this Jesus character? You, then you're no longer. So it was a deep commitment. It wasn't, it wasn't this easy thing. And so I want us to breathe that all in when people are being baptized today, that it is that sort of deep commitment. It was, it's not an easy step. It's a deep commitment towards Christ. And you see in this picture, as Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, this shows the Trinity, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit descends in like a dove, and the voice of heaven, that's the Father, you are my Son whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. I love that picture of God right there. So baptism is a visual witness of the power of God to change lives. And I always say this, baptism is the gospel. It's the gospel, and that's what we share every week here about the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And it doesn't stop there. When Jesus resurrects us, as we are buried with him in the water, and we come out of the water, we are resurrected, resurrected into new life, and we are called into restoration as Jesus did. That you, you can't stop. Don't let God's grace stop on you. That is the worst thing we can do as the church. If God's grace, if God's goodness, if God's promise, if God's love stops with us, we have not read the Bible. We have missed out on the rest of the story where one day Jesus said, I will restore all things. And we're part of that restoration. You're part of God's story that is being written out. And it does not stop with you receiving salvation. It, 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 It flows through you, through you. God said you are from the very beginning in the life of Abraham, even in the life of Adam and Eve, they were blessed to be a blessing, but they didn't know it. Abraham, he was blessed because he trusted God. And and God said to Abraham, you are blessed to be a blessing. Moses was blessed to be a blessing. Everyone in the Bible, David was blessed to be a blessing. Paul, so if it stops, if the blessing stops with you and our prayers are full of God bless me, then we don't understand the fullness of what we were called to as Christians. Can you imagine if we can step up in that way, understanding that we are part of the restoration story? Like Jesus, picking up his mission, walking as he did, living his greater story, bringing heaven to earth to be a part of God's grace, God's truth, God's love, to help younger brothers and younger daughters come home back to the Father. That is part of our story. That is supposed to be our story. That's not something we just read about. That is what we're called to like Jesus. We said the whole message last week was called like Jesus. We don't want you to Facebook like Jesus. We want you to be like Jesus. You with me? You can, uh, Jesus don't need your likes. He doesn't care about your likes. He wants you to be 
like him. I think we think Jesus cares if we, he posted a good verse. We're like, oh, I'm going to post this so people will like what Jesus said. He's like, that's cool. Uh, you can like what I said, but it says, if you love me, obey my commands. Do what I do. Replicate this. Do this. Do this. Earn this. And so in Colossians 2.12, it says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Galatians 3.27, For all who were baptized into Christ were clothed yourself with Christ. And I'm reading all these verses of baptism because I want to tell you how important it is. It's not a, it's not a small thing. It's a, it's a very significant act of, of what we do. So who should be baptized? And that, that's a good question, John. Thank you. Right? Anyone who puts their trust in Jesus and have been engaged by the grace and love of God, have been forgiven and set free, called into new life, our response to God when he comes and he says, I, I, I love you, I'm after you, our response is repent and be baptized. And, and, and some people are like, Why, do I have to do both? Like, can I just do baptism uh, and not repent? No. Can I just do repent and not baptize? No. Right? Just be obedient. Sometimes we have to do some obedience where we say, okay, I trust that your way is higher than me. I trust that you know what you're doing. I trust that, God, you know what you're doing. I tried it my way, God, and, and, and guess what? I, I don't know what I'm doing, God. I'm going to trust your way. I'm going to repent and be baptized. Acts 2, and I believe it's 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will, will gift you, will be in you, will, will immerse you. So if you are here today and you are a Christian and he saved you, our job is to move by faith in obedience and be baptized. That's how easy it is. That's the calling that we've been called to. There are two main reasons people don't get baptized. Number one, it's fear. They're afraid. They're afraid. Uh, a most common reason people are afraid of, they're afraid of what people might think. They're afraid of how they look. And I tell you, who cares? <laughs> Man, who cares? If you are afraid of what people think, you cannot be afraid of what God thinks of you. We're too much afraid of what people say, what people think about you. It is very difficult to care of what God thinks about you. Fear can hinder our obedience. Fear of what people think. Fear of vulnerability. And I say around here, vulnerability is good. Vulnerability is good. You need vulnerability. You need to be really known. That's why we say we're family around here. We're just not buddies. We're family. God has called us to a spiritual family where you are truly known in depth, your weakness and strengths, and that you truly know other people. In that vulnerability, that's where God can really do some deep work. That's where deliverance happens in our vulnerability. Number two, we don't get baptized because we, we feel like we're not good enough. And I, everyone deals with this. Either people deal with we're not good enough or people deal with tr pride and I'm too good, which is the, uh, a really a hidden sense of you're not good enough. We get really, people who are really filled with pride really deal with this inadequacy so they have to show off. So it all comes right back to, oh, it's because I feel like I'm not good enough. But I hide it with pride, Paul, and that's how I do. But don't call me out on it because I'm going to be prideful because I'm not good enough. It's, it's a complicated thing that we deal with, our minds, you know. It's so crazy. You know why you get mad when you're in an argument with someone? Because they, they, they got you, and you don't want to look like you're not good enough, right? Your pride rises up, and we deal with that internal battle. But I'm telling you, don't let pride keep you from obedience. Run into it. 
We enter into the baptism on Christ's righteousness, not on your righteousness. And guess what? You're not good enough. You're not good enough. But in Christ, in Christ, that's where we get our sense, our, our, uh, our, 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 not our pride, but our fulfillment of who we are is in Christ. His righteousness, his cross, his life, not ours. That's why you can boldly come to the throne of God in faith in Jesus, humbly in awe of him. And uh, what, I want to show you what baptism is not. Anyone want to know what baptism is not? You're like, is it really exciting, right? Baptism is not. Baptism does not save. Baptism does not save. The thief on the cross, said, it says, forgive me. And, and Jesus says to him these words, you will be with me today in paradise, meaning that there was no baptism act. Baptism is not, it does not save us. Baptism is, is not necessary for salvation, you see, you see. But it doesn't diminish the fact that you, that you need to be baptized. You still, you're still with me? Just because he wasn't baptized doesn't diminish the fact that you should be baptized because it's our duty as a believer. I want to make sure that you know that our salvation is not based on baptism, but baptism is based on obedience. Salvation is by grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ. Baptism is not salvation, but listen, baptism is a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. We have the opportunity to show people our trust and our love for what we believe. Think about that. To be baptized is a privilege that we get to do. And there are people who give their whole lives so that Jesus would be shown. Back in these days, I told you, in the Jordan River, some of them would be pushed away from their family, but yet they would step up in the baptism because they understood of the privilege it was to follow Christ. Many of us today, it's so easy to follow Christ, and I, I don't want to uh, come at you hard. That's what I do. I, we cheapen grace so much. Like it didn't cost Jesus his life, and we're like, maybe I'll serve Jesus, maybe not. Uh, when you have that sort of thought, you're definitely not serving Jesus. It's, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, man, that's, that's hard. It's just, it's just truth. I, I don't want you to end up thinking you, kn- you have Christ in your life and you don't, and you grow up in Christian culture and you don't grow up in Jesus Christ. You grow up in trusting the church and we don't grow up in trusting Christ for our lives. And I would hate for you and I would be responsible if I didn't tell you that as a teacher of God's word. So I want to tell you that following Christ is an absolute privilege, and it will cost you everything. Salvation is absolutely free, but if you truly want to follow after him, he says, deny yourself, take up the cross every single day, if you feel like it or not, and follow me. And he says, man, if you want the abundant life, it will cost you everything. And it's crazy because this is this odd trade. We think we lose everything, but honestly, you will find the fullness of life. If you don't feel like you're living in the fullness of life, which I believe it's most of us, it's because we're not fully all in, into Christ. And because when you're all in, there's something that takes over when you know you're part of the greater God story and you're living in the purposes of God. There's something that takes over your heart and says it's worth it. There has to be more, and there is. It is to walk in step with Jesus. Baptism is a privilege. Salvation is a privilege. It's also a history. 
It's a history. Think of all those before you today that have stood before people and were baptized. Martin Luther of the Reformation, Protestant Reformation, stood and was baptized. Billy Graham, who stood in front of millions of people who gave their lives to Christ, was baptized. Mother Teresa, who, who started an orphanage in India, and when she died in her funeral, millions came because they were affected by her life, was baptized. Martin Luther King, who, 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 who helped move uh, the, the racial with rights. Think about that. Martin Luther King Jr. was baptized. You are falling into this lineage of people. The Apostle Paul was baptized. Jesus himself was baptized. And when you are baptized today for the recipients who are being baptized, understand you're falling into that same history. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same God that empowered these men and women to change their world, that same God lives within you. Go and be baptized. So let's stand today. That is what baptism represents. We're going to go outside. We're going to set some chairs up for, uh, for some people, but we're going to go outside. We're going to pray, and I'm going to pray with you. If you're here today... And just bow your heads because I believe every moment that we can get to bring people closer to Jesus, I want to do it. If you're here today and you feel far from Jesus and there's no magic prayers, it's just a step of dedication. It says in the word of God, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my father. And I want to be acknowledged before God the Father. And if you're here today and you know you're far from God and you know that you need to go a different direction, there's a place in your life that says there is more and I need it. If that is you, I just want you to, with heads bowed, I just want you to raise your hands and publicly declare, I need Christ. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. All over this room, thank you, thank you. Heavenly Father, with every hand raised, I pray for the newness of life. There's no magic prayers. There's no special tingles or feelings, Lord God. It is a decision because we know it's, it's because you loved us first. We understand we're feeling the love of God right now, God. And we're making a decision to walk in the newness of life, Lord God. We love you because you first loved us. I pray from this day forward, God. We deny ourselves, we take up the cross, and we are a disciple of Christ, and we follow you. We thank you for what you're doing in this room and what you're going to do out there. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, guys. If you're new here, please come back and join us for a regular service. Today is baptism service, so we're going to just focus on that. Uh, but let's, let's celebrate people. Make sure you raise your voice and let people know of the big step they're taking today. God bless you. Let's meet right outside, guys.